Welcome to episode number 21 of Wedding Photographers Unite. My name is Andy Buscemi. My name is Neil Urban. And we are a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast, a wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. Bye, wedding photographers. <laughs> and <laughs> Neil, you were a little late to the draw there, but what's going on, man? How are you doing? I think it was the internet. I'll blame it on the internet because okay. I was right on top of that one. Okay, okay we can blame it on the internet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> So I've, um, you know, it's, it's, it's still wedding season for me. It's where the light is at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Kind of at the end of the tunnel. Um, but no, it's, it's getting to the end. Um, just a lot of meetings, booking a lot of meeting, booking a lot of weddings for next year, which is great. Uh, usually my numbers are in the teens, but we're in the high twenties of this time, which I don't even know if we're even in booking season right now. Um, I, I, I recall booking season being in the springtime for us here uh, in New York, um, but I don't know what's what's going on. But uh, but no, our, our our bookings bookings are great, um, and we're doing a little bit of commercial work too. So uh, it's it's kind of cool to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, very good. You know, I've noticed that too with, um, you know, the 2016 weddings. I'm I'm higher now than I was last year, and I think a lot of people are. You know, it's it's so funny the way that that works, right? You know, some years, like everybody's worried, like everybody's worried, and then some years <laughs> it seems like for 2016, like most of us, you know, that that do pretty well are all like, oh, we're looking pretty good right now. Yeah, this is uh, this is yeah, looking all right. Yeah. So. Uh, mm -hmm. but so it's just more people deciding to get married in 2016 for whatever reason. Um, so I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um, and I'm just, uh, basically at the point right now where I've gotten over my hump this year, this wedding season. Uh, I just had my last double wedding weekend. I don't have another double until next year. So it's all just kind of like intermittent now. It's not, and I even have like a weekend off. Um, I kind of reclaimed, I don't remember an episode or two ago, but I kind of was thinking I was going to lose one for an engagement session, but I kind of reclaimed just like an open weekend in October. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to enjoy that. And, uh, and then, and then everything is just kind of, you know, I'm over my big hump, you know, so to speak, uh, you know, yeah. wedding season right now. So it actually feels pretty good. It's mostly just engagement sessions and smaller shoots right now. So it's, uh, uh it's good. Now I can catch up on what on editing, and uh and you know try and stay on top of all, the, all, all that other i still have to do it it's not going to end until january you know so yeah yeah well it's, it's funny that you mentioned about double double wedding weekends it's like you you just finished your last double wedding weekend Does, i don't know about i don't know about for you but whenever i finish a double wedding weekend and then the following weekend i don't have a double it's like it feels like it's a half day off. Yes. Kind of it's, <laughs> it's like, totally. oh, I only have one this weekend. Oh, gosh. it's This is so easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally, yeah, that's totally true. Because normally, like, one wedding is like, wow, I've got this big wedding today, you know. But at when you're coming off of a double wedding weekend, and then that next weekend of just one, you're like, oh, this is a walk in the park. I'm to I absolutely, <laughs> I feel exactly the same way. Uh, especially, and especially when it ends up being an easier like because that because that's the way it worked out for me is I had a double and then I had like this this like four or five hour kind of wedding uh, the other week mm -hmm. and it was uh, 
and then it was like really like oh okay this is this <laughs> this is this is like going in for you know like you mentioned a half day or something so yeah yeah um, but my my uh the this weekend coming up is um is the weekend that I've I've been not looking forward to all year. It's actually coming up. Okay, I've I've one of my biggest weddings of the year this week this Saturday. And then the following day we have to wake up at 5:30 in the morning, get on a plane, fly out to Las Vegas and shoot a wedding that day. So I'm kind of nervous about it. You know, I haven't been nervous in quite some time about shooting a wedding, but I'm actually uh, getting that feeling that I used to feel when I first started working weddings. Um, you know, it's it, I, I just can't wait for for it to be done. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the wedding. I'm looking forward to the weddings, but you know, I, I just can't wait for you know it to be completely complete. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. So, <laughs> so you're getting on and you're shooting. Like you're leaving on the plane at five thirty that morning. You have the wedding that day, or is it the next day? Or how yes. is it no, that day? No, it is that day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the our, our big wedding is here in New York uh, on Saturday. Um, it's going to be a long day too. I mean, we have a start time of like nine thirty, which our usual average start time is like one or two p.m. But this is a, a very very early day, and it's going to be a long one. It's for you know high end clients, and then. The next morning, 5.30 a.m., got to leave for the airport, and we land in Vegas 9.30 in the morning, and then we start shooting at 1 p.m. in Las Vegas, Vegas time. Yeah. So, yeah, I have, uh, we, have a big, we have a big weekend coming up, um, which, you know, we, we're recording right now, so by the time our listeners are listening to this, I'm going to be done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, but, um but yeah, I mean, these are clients who who really wanted us and wouldn't take no for an answer. And actually, um, it's it's kind of funny because the clients are actually from this area. They're not from Las Vegas, uh, which our clients are there right now. But they actually have guests who are going to be on our same flight. So that's and it's going to be a nonstop flight. So hopefully. Uh, knock on wood, there are, there will not be any delays. Right? Yeah, I was I was actually I'm kind yeah. of debating in my head whether I want to ask you this on the air or not, but I'm I think I'm <laughs> going to because I think many of our mm-hmm. listeners will want to ask or know anyway. But like, mm-hmm. so is this something where like normally you know you'd book the flight the day before and that kind of thing and and be yes. there ahead of time? Usually, you know, usually it's two days before, mm-hmm. just in case there's any travel delays, um, any cancellations, anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, flying out of Buffalo with our weather, you just never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you have? And this is, I'm just gonna. I mean, like, what happens if the plane does get delayed, or, or like, do you have like a plan of like maybe somebody to contact or something like that? Um, no, 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 no. Uh, I mean, it is in our contract that we're not responsible for any acts of God delays. and things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. But the, uh, that's what that's what. The that's couple knows you're on this flight, though. They do. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we, I mean, initially we said, no, we can't do this. Um, but oh, they kind of, they really, okay. they, yeah, they really, they really wanted us. Okay. Now and I've got you. Said, yeah. Yeah. Then, then we said, okay, well, if we do this, it has to be a nonstop flight. It yep. has to be the first flight out just in case that one gets delayed. We can take the next one. Yep. Um, and they were like, well, actually, we do have guests on that same flight. So, you know, if they can't make it, then that means you can't make it. And, um, but we're, we're, we're going to give it a go. And it's in our contract that, you know, we're, this is on them. This is their decision. 
uh, we we did cover our butts that way. Okay, no, that part now yeah. I understand because mm-hmm. you already had the wedding the day before, and you basically told yeah, them. Yeah, oh, definitely. Okay, yes. gotcha. Okay, so that that was the part mm-hmm. that I was kind of missing. So as as long as the couple knew ahead of time, like, hey, we've got this wedding the day before, and yeah, it's yep. you know it's 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 a bigger gamble for them than us. Yep. Um, we we threw out all the warnings. Yeah. Um. And hey, and and we're like, you know, if you guys want to do it, well, we'll do it. We'll try our best. Um, and you know, they did it. They're, they're going to, they want to do it and yeah. we'll see what happens. And chances you know? are <laughs> nine, 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 you know, well, okay. It's a, it's a plane. <laughs> so yeah. There are sometimes <laughs> delays. So let's say eight times out of 10, <laughs> uh, usually things will go off with a hitch and you still got a few hours of play and leeway in there. So you probably are going to be, just, it'll probably be everything just fine, but still, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So definitely, you know, that, that's that's not even my biggest worry. My my biggest worry is that after I shoot a wedding, I'm still wired. Like I'm still in shoot mode. After even after I come home, you know, I come home, I know I'm going to have to back up, re back up, all my all my stuff. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to completely recharge everything. Two but hours. I don't sleep. fall. But I don't fall asleep. <laughs> I have a creative mind. Two and, hours. And I don't fall asleep easily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, so in, in, sleep on the plane. I'm the kind of person. Yeah, I'm the kind of person that doesn't sleep on a plane either. Oh. Um, yeah, so I've been, you know, I've been practicing, and this is kind of weird to say that I've actually been practicing taking sleeping pills yeah. <laughs> for this. <laughs> that sounds so weird, but uh, but I, I have been just because I I need I, I know I'm going to need okay a, maybe Neil, like a direct or flight or layover. Pack. <laughs> is it a layover? The, you have a direct flight. No, you got a layover. I have a, I have a direct flight. Oh, okay. No layover. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I was going to say take the yeah. sleeping pills on the on the second flight if you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop them in as soon as I get to the gate, and hopefully I'll fall asleep uh, once once I once I hit my seat. Okay, and then um, and then yeah, and then we we check into the hotel, and um, hopefully I can do a little power nap or refuel on some food and shower and. Um, you know, start start shooting another wedding. Yeah, that's my goal. Well, good luck. Please, uh, please let <laughs> us know you. how things go. <laughs> Very... well, well, I mean, by the time, well, by by the time our listeners are listening to this episode, this is all going to be done and over with. Yeah. So, if if you guys want to know, if you guys can't wait until our next episode of how it went, uh, follow me on social media. I'm sure I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll, I'll post, I'll post the uh, the updates. Very good. Um... <laughs> All right. And then uh, with that, then we're going to go back to a listener question from good guy, Rob. Uh, This is good guy, Rob and good guy, Rob wrote into us before. The reason I'm saying good guy, Rob is because that's how he signed off. Uh, But uh, if you remember, Rob wrote into us a number of episodes ago, basically uh, he was asking us about, you know, like editing every single image and how, how do you edit, Mm -hmm. you know, the different difference between like your creative edits or select edits or highlight edits versus the full wedding. And, uh, I couldn't tell you exactly what episode that was now, but I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, But anyway, uh, Rob writes in and writes this, he says, Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you so much for answering my questions so in-depth a couple of weeks ago. I took your advice on trendy editing and portfolio edited pieces. I pushed myself to create this this past week while listening to you guys talk about really pushing your limits and experimenting. Uh, he says after he listened to episode number one late. Uh, but anyway, he links to an Instagram photo, uh, which he took, um, which is actually really nice. And I think he was just basically talking about the idea that we might have mentioned in one of the episodes which was take your traditional safe shots first and then experiment after you have your your safe traditional shots and feel free to take risks 
And so, um, which is very cool. And then he has another question for us. He basically says, uh, do you advertise anywhere or have you advertised? Uh, when you start out, did you, and did you think that it's important? Any input on what works and what didn't? Uh, and then he, you know, in parentheses, he has, you know, wedding wire, the knot, local market print ads, Facebook, thumbtack, etc. Um, mm-hmm. and he says, thanks. So basically do you do any advertising? Do we do any advertising? Uh, Neil, do you do any advertising? No, I don't. When you first started, did you, did you do any advertising? No, I did not. Okay. Um, when I started, there was MySpace, which I had a lot of followers, and that's where I posted all my pictures. And then I kind of created a following. And then once MySpace died, and then everybody switched over to Facebook, everybody followed me that way. And then I just kind of posted pictures through there. Um, so, you no, know, I never really advertised until recently when I started growing my business. And that's when I kind of joined a, like a bridal association. Um, and I kind of submitted my own pictures for free. Uh, so that they can use my images in their advertising. So that was kind of one 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 of my ways of advertising. So I kind of started advertising. I'm kind of new to advertising, actually. I just started. Um, I mean, I think if you listen back into episode one or two, I think I started talking about how I started doing bridal shows. Um, and I've only done two bridal shows in my life. And um, somewhat successful through those. And uh, and no, that, and that's pretty much it. I've never, I do have a page set up on Wedding Wire, but I don't have, I never paid for it, just because I'm not a big fan of Wedding Wire, and mm. I have my own personal reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I think that's a whole different episode because mm. I really don't want to get into it oh, because I'm oh. kind of in a good mood. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, in a good I want to get right into now. it. I want to get into it. <laughs> but keep going. No, keep no. going. No, I'm, I'm having it's a good day. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I mean I hear good things and I hear bad things through through Wedding Wire. Um, uh, the not no, I I never. That's that's not exactly my um, not my style. The not has like this bright and airy kind of photographer's feel to it, and that's not really my style. I have more of a dramatic kind of feel to my images, so that's not really my style. Um, and local market print, um, no, unless unless the local market print requests an image that they need for their print their print ads and um, I'll throw in it, throw them an image as long as they give me like full credit that I want. Um, whether if it's like a free ad space or if it's my name on the image, um, that kind of thing. So, and then with Facebook, um, I, you know, I did, I did pay for ad- Facebook advertising only because it was kind of like a test thing when, when they came out this through, you know, you got to pay through it through your business page. And I tried it. I threw like 20 bucks into it and see what I, what I got. And, um, and I kind of noticed that everybody that was that Facebook was sending my way to like my my image or my page, I was kind of clicking on the uh, on all the profiles, and they were all, like all ghost accounts. That all these people were like from Norway, and they didn't have any friends. Um, so it's like, okay, really, Facebook, you're charging people to send fake accounts to like our stuff, and I, I just wasn't a fan of that. Um, but that's that's my whole marketing experience. Um, just post your stuff. Take advantage of social media, guys. Social media is free um, up until Facebook charges, but um, just have people share and like your stuff and uh, tag as many people that was a part of the event or part of the family as you can, and and it'll it'll uh, it'll work. Yeah. What about, what about you? What about you? Yeah, I I tend to have a very similar you know background with it all as you. Uh, mostly is all you know the way that my business got started was essentially Facebook and doing you know great work for people and being very personable with people 
and getting, you know, referrals from word of mouth. Um, you know, I'd say that like when mm-hmm. you look at my overall business, I would say I'm like 75, maybe, maybe 60 to 75% word of mouth. And, you know, I'm like, I shot a bridesmaid's wedding yeah. or just somebody, you know, it's all word of mouth referral stuff slash social media is like thrown in that mix too, but just because that's the way that that is now. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'd say like the other, you know, 25%, somewhere around there is just people that find me on Google and then find my website and then, you know, go from there. Um, yeah. But, you know, the advertising, as far as that goes, you know, I, it, at least in my, I'm still coming up in Buffalo, you know, just because I haven't really moved my studio address yet because I don't want to move it until I get my new mm-hmm. studio space in Rochester. Um, but that's, the, I don't pay for that. That's just, I'm just ranked higher on, on there. Just, you know, we can talk about SEO and all that and how to, you know, but that, that sincerely is a different episode. <laughs> um, but yeah. if you have good SEO on your website, that'll kind of do your own advertising for you. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, as far as like, you know, have I ever paid for advertising? Um, first of all, um, with Wedding Wire, no, I haven't. The Knot, no, I haven't. I did some like uh, this one you know the state university of new york which is basically if you're outside of new york uh, is our one of our school systems here and there's a lot of colleges that go through here and i tried advertising through them where it kind of goes into all their publications for the students and teachers throughout the whole system which is a lot of people um Mm -hmm. and it was like the worst money i ever spent in my life (laughs) just like and it made no sense too and it was actually it was that year where everybody was starting to get worried i think it was like 2014 where like the bookings were low for 2015 or was the year before that i don't remember when but me you and i spoke about that when that was going on but like whatever year that was i was like oh you know i should probably look into this a little bit and then i did and it was the worst money i ever spent and then i ended up you know being just fine without it just it's just the people booked later that year is basically what happened you know Mm -hmm. um but you know i never think that you know spending money for what we do on that usually isn't the best call you know if you're in one market if you're you know if you're maybe trying to do a little bit more getting your name out there for destination stuff then maybe it makes a little bit more sense you know i've heard some people get be you know fairly successful especially with you know facebook advertising if you want to pay the money for your business page right now that's a whole different show about how that works now which is makes me you know whatever it's a whole different show to to get into that topic (laughs) um but you know the whole idea is just that you know what like what Neil was saying like if you tag people on Facebook even if it is your business page um even at the way that it is now if you as long as you're tagging people if you have a way to tag people which sometimes there's a method around that too um the other people will do your advertising for you that's the point no matter at the end even, whether it's on Facebook social media whatever um you want to get other people to do your advertising for you um yes the there's a saying or you ba- there's the saying that basically like you want to be so you want your work to be so good that people can't deny it you know what i mean like once like mm-hmm. i feel like i would rather put all my energy and effort into getting better as a photographer and better as an editor and better at presenting my work i would rather spend all my time doing that so that so that it gets so good that people can't deny it and then they do the advertising for you rather than spend all this time on like trying to figure out you know, how to like pay money through the mat the knot or whatever right. with mediocre work. You, you know what I mean? Like, like, no, I feel like get better as a photographer, hone and your then, craft, yes. be amazing at what you do, be amazing with people, be personable with people that will take you much farther than, you know, spending $300 on advertising, you know, that where you might get like an okay client. 
as opposed to an oh, awesome client that really loves what you do, right? Yeah, dude, dude I could not agree with you more. Uh, you know, take take your advertising dollars and put it towards you know maybe like a class. Go to WPPI or go to um, all these other trade shows that are going on conferences and actually go to these classes and you know put put your money elsewhere into becoming a better photographer because once you take more beautiful pictures, then you'll, you know, gain more of a following. Yeah. And that's when, you know, when, when a beautiful image pops up in people's newsfeed, people click on it, you know? Yeah. And if they really like it, they'll, they'll start following that photographer. And you know, there is in the back of my head, I hear a different set of photographers out there um, that, cause you and I are very much about like our work and, and mm. I think you and I would be on the same page with that. There is another pe- group of people that maybe would disagree a little bit, but those are the people that I, in my head, the photographers that I view as more of business people than, um, than photographers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we all have people in our markets that are more into the business side of things. And yeah, I mean, if you really want to keep pushing that, you can do that. You're probably going to have, your clients are probably going to be a little bit more, I hate to say it, but mediocre because they don't, they're not as invested in you and the work, it, you know, um, if they're finding you, you know, you know, that yeah. way. And they're more concerned with like price or, or what the mm-hmm. rate is or, um, what the deal is. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I, you know, I think you and I just, I'm just saying that because, you know, there is a different viewpoint and I just wanted to at least acknowledge that. Um, mm-hmm. and there can even be that viewpoint, I guess, I guess within a higher end perspective, but, uh, that I have an even harder time understanding that personally. Um, you know, <laughs> so does that make sense know, at all? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. And there's something that you also mentioned is, you know, let's say if you're working a wedding, there could be a bridesmaid who's engaged and she's actually kind of watching you, of, uh, you know, for her own, um, you know, maybe she wants maybe she's looking for a photographer. So always be nice to everybody that's involved with the wedding. You know, there could be a groomsman who's also engaged as well, who might be coming engaged and he's maybe scoping you out too. So just try and be nice and professional to everybody. That's, that's a part of the day. Yeah. Cause you never know. Absolutely. Um, so I hope that that's helpful, Rob. Um, yeah. And, and you know, Andy, I, I really like that. He sent us a picture that, that he took. I I, I kind of enjoy looking at our listeners' pictures. It was, it's it's pretty neat to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, you and I have have spoke at some point, uh, actually just just earlier, but just that you know it would be nice to think maybe down the road um, to get some wedding images in and just kind of talk through them. Um, you know, on the air, maybe just one or two. It's a, now the only thing is, is because we're kind of an audio program. Um, we would probably want to really limit that to one or two images and have it in the show notes or maybe do a video feed of the, of the show as well. But I think that's something to think about down the road. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, what I think what Andy and I were talking about of maybe possibly critiquing the, our listeners images, um, let's say what, of what we would have done differently, what would have helped the image, um, and that's that's something that's an idea that we were playing around with, uh, you know, so that we can help you guys. So yes, send us an image or two, and maybe we'll uh, give our thoughts on it of how to make it better. Um, or you know, I have an idea. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. we do that as a separate show, you know, so that it's uh, we kind of segment that so that yeah, it's not yeah. during the the. Or maybe we'll start maybe during the show and do one or two images, see how it goes, see what kind of feedback we get. 
And then if if we we got enough, we could just do a separate show with just critiquing images. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. Um, the, uh, I mean, we could always post their images on our page and then we can kind of critique them. So our listeners can actually go to our website and see exactly what we're critiquing and, uh, and why, uh, just things that we would do differently and things that would help the image. Let's say if you took an image that you absolutely love, but you're kind of not so sure about it and, you know, send it our way and maybe we'll, uh, we'll help you out with it. So hmm. I think that would be fun. Something to think about. Um, yeah. So we're uh, in info at wedding photographers unite. Yeah, don't forget. That's just just the way Rob wrote in. Info at WeddingPhotographersUnite.com. Whether uh, you want to send us a question or if you want to maybe send us a photo or two to critique or just some to get the conversation going with that and and see how that that works out there. Uh, Okay, so that said, uh, next topic here. Uh, So now... Couple episodes ago, might have been last episode, maybe maybe it was two episodes ago. We talked a little bit about the iPad Pro and the Pen. You can go back and uh, listen to that. But here's why this is coming up again, and this is kind of interesting. Microsoft just a couple days ago re- uh, announced the Surface Book, and this is the first time that Microsoft's actually doing an independent uh, kind of I want to say laptop, but it's kind of a hybrid uh, laptop slash. Um, pe- you know, pad um, or tablet essentially device where the, um, the thing about this that is very interesting is that in a lot of ways, this is aimed squarely at a MacBook pro. Um, matter of fact, it even looks kind of, kind of <laughs> like a MacBook well, pro in some different ways. You know, the I'm way not going to lie. <laughs> I, I saw this pop up in my newsfeed and everything, but um I just never clicked on the link because I saw it right next to MacBook Pro. I'm like, oh, here, here's another ripoff of trying to copy. So I didn't even click on it. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for education as well. So please fill us in of what, what this is all about. Yeah, so this is interesting to photographers as well for the same reason that iPad Pro is interesting to photographers. And essentially, um, the, the, the laptop itself or the, I guess, I don't want to call it a laptop, but the Surface Book, I'm just going to call it the Surface Book itself, uh, is interesting because it comes with a pen and it, you know, it's it's very much like the other Microsoft Surface devices, but this is as powerful as like the current lineup of MacBook Pros. So it has, you know, like the latest generation i7 chips are possible. It has an independent discrete um, graphics processing unit. Um, it's actually the spec wise is similar or better than the Mac than the current MacBook Pro lineup, as far as I understand. Um, so that's just in terms of specs itself. Uh, next is just the idea that I've for for a long time, and we talked about with the iPad Pro. I really feel like why won't because all, all I really want is the ability to with a pen go onto my Photoshop and basically just go right on the screen, right? Mm-hmm. And very often I feel like we should at this point be able to reach out and touch our, our MacBook Pros and have the touch ability, but like Apple will just never do that. They just refuse to do that. And they're just, and it's been for a long time where they're really keeping their laptop products separate from their from their iPad, iOS 9 devices. They're, they've just been separate things. Um, but I I want the professional grade software i want to run photoshop like actual photoshop photoshop not ios 9 photoshop you know for example <laughs> right and and the the amazing thing about this um this uh, microsoft um surface book is that it's actually running a full version of windows 10 it's an actual real pro device 
It's an mm. actual pro device, like on par with a MacBook Pro in terms of specs. We don't, you know, sometimes there still means there's an extra, you know, just to be totally honest, it comes with a little bit of an extra headache sometimes when it's, uh, you have to deal with an Android or Microsoft device. Although Windows 10, and I'm running that on a couple, on another machine, you know, just kind of messing around with it. Windows 10 is is a is way better, you know, than, than, than the previous operating systems have been. Mm-hmm. So, um... I find it interesting or I find it at least worth looking into because spec wise it is on par with the MacBook Pros and it actually does have that touch screen where you where you get the pen and it's touch sensitive and you can get in there and actually um, you know like edit in Photoshop on the actual photo itself Um, and the the other thing too is it even has like um, a mini display port so you could you could actually plug that in I could plug that into my Apple cinema display and okay. then while I'm on the go, right? Remember we talked about that last episode where we were talking about the iPad Pro. When you're on the go, you want to still be able to edit. The, th- mm-hmm. the thing with this is when you're on the go, you can still edit right directly on, you know, the device, right? And then mm-hmm. if you want to put it back on a, on a studio's um, edit, then you can just put it, hook it up to your cinema display or whatever you have it set up. And then you can go back to your Wacom tablet or whatever. But I find it very interesting you know, at this time. And now I really kind of am just, I want to see this thing. And, and then I want to, I also want to see what Apple comes out with next in this next MacBook pro. Um, because it's time for me to upgrade. We talked you know, I talked about that the previous episodes and I'm, I'm very interested. I want to see this thing. I won't really necessarily believe in it until I see it. And well, not and- only that, I want to see users actually putting this thing to the test, like real users, um, even even uh, Apple users. I want them to push this thing to the test. Yeah. Um, for for me to switch back to like a Microsoft um, product, it, it would take a lot. It's almost like me coming from Nikon and going to Sony. Um, users used Sony, the the new Sony system, the new Sony cameras, and they put it to the test and it passed. So it, I'd like to see the same thing happen with this. The reason why I have a little, I have some extra faith in this right now, um, from Microsoft is because number one, well, like I mentioned, it's the first time that Microsoft's releasing an actual Microsoft laptop. Mm So it 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 is specifically like it has a Microsoft label on the on the back of the screen. You know, it is so Apple. Right. Though. I have to say, it's like it's <laughs> like it's so Apple to do that. Like they've copied the store. They've got they've got the laptop with the Apple logo on the back of it with a, with a Microsoft logo. But mm. isn't but it's a good thing though because it's actually a step in the right direction. The reason that ha- you know sometimes you know with a lot of these PCs and everything like that is that it's all you have all these different components doing all these different things and that's why you get all these different programs crashing. Um, the the Apple's everything is one in one device, one ecosystem, but Microsoft would I would think would really kind of um, look after this to make sure that that everything is you know exactly where it can be because they really are when you look at this thing it is from a design standpoint um, and from a spec standpoint it mm. is aimed squarely at a MacBook Pro but it is but it does something that Apple won't do it it, it takes it to that next step with having the touch device um, the the, the cool. pen and yeah. everything like that so um, because because they're doing something different and they're doing something extra. And it's an actual Microsoft product with with the spec similar to to, to a higher end laptop. Um, I mm-hmm. know that even from using Photoshop on a PC that I have at home that has higher specs and everything like that, um, 
I, I know that Photoshop and Lightroom work fantastically perfect on a good running PC. Um, so I don't really see, I almost, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see what this looks like and it could find a workflow and a four photographers, um, that are, that are interested in, in actually editing, you know, with the pen, like we spoke about, I won't get into all that again, like I did mm-hmm. with the iPad pro, but if you're specifically interested in editing with the pen, um, this could be a very interesting, um, interesting device for you. So I think it's definitely worth checking out and I'm definitely going to be checking it out when it's actually in the Microsoft stores and, um, and I'll consider, uh, I will definitely yeah. consider it. Um, as an it's, you know, it, it, it's a good thing. Um, I'd love to see this be a success because Apple is dominating the market right now. And so therefore when a company dominates the market, they can charge whatever they want. So now that if, now if this becomes successful and it's, it's stealing some customers from Apple, um, then, then Apple might, uh, might lower their price a little bit because right now they're raising their prices, but they are giving you a great product, but still it's, it's very expensive. Or consider, you know, like with Microsoft, they've, they've converged their operating systems so that their, you know, that their uh, touch devices are the same operating system as their, you know, uh, laptops or PCs are, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. and that maybe that makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe Apple knows something that I don't and, you know, they want to keep it separate. You know, they've made that argument before. But either way, I find it very interesting and, and I because there's nothing more that I would love than to have. A MacBook Pro that could do exactly this. I mean, this is basically the MacBook Pro that I want. The only problem mm-hmm. with it is that it's a Microsoft device, but <laughs> but it does everything that I want it to do. So just because of that, I can't. I, it's it would be. I need to check it out. And and Microsoft's coming around. You know, they've got the new CEO that's really kind of um, kind of putting them in. I think what seems to be a better direction. Um, so. I will give it a shot, and when I do, I will report back, and we'll see. But I also wanted to just bring that to our listeners' attention uh, because I think it can be a worthwhile device to check out for yeah, specifically for for what we do. Um, so, okay, and then I, we're going to go into a last uh, section here, which is just basically we talked about doing a tip or a pick of the week, however you want to describe it. Um, it can, you know, it can either be a tip for our listeners or it can be a piece of gear that we use, something that's in our camera bags, um, something that, uh, that we think can be beneficial that maybe not everybody knows about, uh, that, um, maybe somebody can pick up a few, pick up a few things, um, that can be useful in their businesses. So, mm-hmm. uh, Neil, I guess I'll start with you just because I did a lot of talking about that last device there. <laughs> okay. Um, but so, so Neil, what is your tip or pick of the week, uh, this, this episode? I'm going to try and keep it simple, and this is all about controlling light on the day of the wedding. Um, usually, uh, detail shots. When we do detail shots like uh, shoes, wedding rings, um, the dress, uh, they they just become these blasé kind of images that just kind of look are kind of boring. But we're just doing it just to do it. Um, but to to make the light more interesting, what I do is I carry barn doors with me for whatever light source I'm using. Um, whether if it's a LED light, uh, ice light, um, a, uh, a Lowell tungsten light, um, I always make sure I have barn doors with me and therefore I can center in on those, on those detail pieces and, and create a, like a beam of light, uh, shining on those pieces. And it always makes for these, for turn, to turn it intro, like a, a like, nah, I want to say boring shot, but it's, it's not the most exciting shot that you take throughout the day, but it, it'll turn into 
a little bit more of an exciting uh, shot if, if you if you make the light a little bit more interesting. So I always make sure whatever light source I use, I always make sure I can um, control it with barn doors and uh, and the shots always look incredible. So that's that's my tip of the day. Okay. Um, and what about you? Uh, yeah, my tip is just you know what I wanted to mention is a flash system that I'm using. Um, and if you haven't heard of these guys, they're called, I, I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it's the Young Now system. Um, but the Young Now, why they're like the 360s or the most, uh, the most recent version. I'll actually link to the exact model number in the show note. Here's the point. For on-camera flash or for you know off-camera small strobe, like I used to use when I was shooting cam- cannons, the, the EX600s. Uh, and those those flashes, at least when they first came out, were like 550 bucks, or they were like pushing 600 bucks or something like that for mm-hmm. one flash. All right, um, and that those are, those are they're amazing flashes, and they're worth it in the sense that they don't misfire. You can do TTL. Um, you know, considering that prior to that, for remote triggering flashes, uh, you know, with the pocket wizards, uh, if you're using regular pocket wizards, those usually don't have a problem. But the second that you wanted to control it from the camera using their like TT5 system, whatever that was, that was terrible. Um, that always had misfires. <laughs> there was always problems with that. Um, but the, but they kind of fixed it with these flashes, the 600 flashes. But they're you know five six hundred bucks a, a pop. So when I switched over to Nikon. Um, I, that was one of my main concerns was like finding a flash system that was reliable. Um, but not only that was reliable, but that I could also control from my camera so that I could adjust the manual input up or the manual input down from my camera. And what I landed on after some research was these young now flashes. And here's the thing, the thing with these things, they are $80 flashes that have radio triggers built inside them. So um, for the price of one Canon 600, uh, I bought like five of them. (laughs) (laughs) So I, so I literally bought like five of these flashes and one trigger like the, and that sits on top of my, my my camera and Mm -hmm. I can adjust multiple channel channels, multiple flashes with one click of a button. It's incredibly user friendly. um, And they're so cheap that that I literally like like for example I dropped one on an engagement session actually dropped one in a river <laughs> on an engagement <laughs> session and I was like and the couple was like oh my god oh no you must be so sad I'm like no nah, don't really care you know I just I just told them I used to shoot six hundred dollar <laughs> flashes that thing was like that thing was eighty bucks I don't even care so and it's and so, so it's like but they are incredibly reliable and that is the key word reliable and it, to think that a Chinese knockoff flash would be reliable you have to actually see it and use them to believe it if you look at the reviews on amazon i don't know if they're on bnh because i don't know if bnh sells them they might Mm -hmm. um but but if you look at the reviews from photographers who've used these things before they're incredible they're so cheap it's almost silly not to have them um and and the only one downside with them is you can only shoot manual with them there's no ttl so as long okay. as you're okay with making that compromise to only shoot manual with them and you know that that's what you're going going into, um, they're incredible. Like for using them off-camera flash because you can put them off to the side, put them in a softbox, and adjust them up or, up or down from the camera. Um, never had a misfire with them. They work incredibly well. They're stupid cheap. And uh, I just I can't recommend them enough for um, how much they 
um, have worked out for me um, in the transition. And have you tested the range wise? Range, like- yeah, range is is incredibly far. Like they'll go across a huge open reception area. I haven't tested them to see like how far I can push it, but I've never mm-hmm. had a misfire from in, from very far away. And, and okay. you know, so I, I can't give you exact numbers or anything like that. The other thing that I can't give you exact numbers on because sometimes um, people have asked when I brought these up is is like, well, what, well, is the one to one manual? Is it as bright as like? a Nikon SB910 or something like that would be. And I don't know that. I haven't tested mm-hmm. that either. All I can say is is that it's as bright as I've ever wanted it to be or expected it to be, having shot in small flashes for years before, you know? Right, um, right. So I don't know what the exact numbers of that is. But but it's been reliable. They've, it's been consistent. Um, couldn't have been happier with these flashes. I'll link, them to, link to them in the show notes and also check out the reviews there that, that you'll see in the link. I'll probably link to the Amazon, to the, to those, to them up in Amazon there. So young now flashes, great. check them out. They're great. Oh, and actually Excellent. one other thing about that is that they, you can use them across camera systems because they're manual. Um, they'll work on the Canon, they'll work on a Nikon. Even if they say they're just for Canon and Nikon, they actually work on both because when I first got them, I still was shooting Canon and Nikon. They worked on both. No problem. So, oh, no kidding. That's oh, fantastic. So, and then the other part with that too is like if I've been thinking about, whoa, maybe this uh, Sony A7R2, maybe I want to give that a go while well, I still mm-hmm. have a flash system that I can use with that, you know? So, um, anyway, that's uh, that's my pick for this week, the Young Nows. Um, oh, that's good. Good. And... and actually, you know, you know what? Since, uh, since we're still talking about that, I just kind of want to cover cover something really quick um i use the photix odin system for my flashes yes and when i when i upgraded to the odin system i had the old photix system Mm -hmm. and the salesman and i think even the package don't quote me on this but i think the packaging even said you can't use older systems well i put it to the test and what do you know the old transmitters worked with the I'm sorry, the old receivers worked with the new transmitter. So even if even if a salesman says it won't work, I put it to the test and they do work. So I just kind of want to put that out there for, for our listeners. If you have any old Photix um, receivers, um, for me, it worked with my new transmitter, Odin transmitter. So, um, so don't throw those away just yet or don't sell them on eBay just yet. So check them out. Try, try them out. I think you still can use manual, which I don't know about you, Andy. Um, I, I never use TTL on mm-hmm. my off-camera Yeah, for off, for off-camera, never for off-camera. Yeah, me neither. Um, me neither. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll use TTL in a reception you know, if you're bouncing around and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's there's certain cases for it. But usually I'll be shooting manual flash most of the time. But again, there's different situations. But that's a whole another episode or talk, <laughs> talk on that. So I don't, I don't know. Whenever I use TTL, it just always it's always way too bright. It's like I thought, you're, I thought those things were smarter than that. But yeah, well, in, actually, I think, well, <laughs> well, I guess we'll just another two minutes on this. But I think you know, <laughs> as far as that goes, like, yeah, it's this, but it's the same thing as like camera exposure is, right? Because camera exposure, if you're shooting like um, aperture priority or if you're shooting, you know, whatever you're shooting, if you're shooting AV in particular, which I shoot a lot in AV if I'm shooting natural light without flash. Um, you have to exposure compensate up or exposure compensate down. You have to think how the camera's thinking because like if you're shooting like a bride against a window and you actually want it bright, 
then you have to exposure compensate up, right? Because you know the camera is going to be like, oh, I'll just make this dark, you know, to even out the scene <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know? So so you always have to think of like how the camera thinks and then expose up or expose down. But I'd say it's the same thing with TTL. When I do use TTL, and even like I know Joe McNally, I think uses TTL and he, he's like a he's like a diehard advocate of using TTL for the same reason mm-hmm. of if you kind of, once you start thinking how the flash things in TTL, then you, you'll realize that, oh, the flash will think this in TTL, so I have to compensate, you know, flash compensate, which is different from exposure compensate. But if you flash compensate up or flash compensate down, then you can get a little bit more of what you're looking at. But for me, still, like, I would rather just decide manual. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, like I'll, I'll decide how bright I exactly want you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, rather than mm-hmm. kind of, you know, hope that it's around what I would like, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> anyway, <Cool>. anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I think that's going to wrap things up for today. Thank you listeners for listening in. And please do remember, you can write into info at weddingphotographersunite.com to write in just like uh, Rob did. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, also- send us some pictures for us to, uh, for us to look at and, and let you know what we think. Yeah. And maybe we'll just start with one or two, an episode towards the end mm-hmm. so that it's not, you know, the bulk of the show or anything like that, but just to kind of see how it goes. And uh, and then also uh, help us help you. We oh, I've already kind of mentioned that. Uh, but what I would <laughs> but what I would <laughs> what I would like to do is just mention iTunes. Go there, review, subscribe. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, Neil, where can people follow you, man? Uh, just follow me, uh, Neil Urban, uh, anywhere on social media. N e a l u r b a n. Um, just message me, and I'll get back to you. And you can follow me, uh, Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. If you Google my name there, all my social media will come up. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you. Wedding photographers. Unite.